let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, the DC Love Kit, our week of episodes devoted to love in the district, would not be complete without some solid date ideas. My co-host Bridget Todd and I are joined by Clockout DC's Jade Womack to walk us through a ton of options, romantic and not so romantic. Thursday, February 9th, 2023. I'm Michael Schaefer, and this is CityCast DC. So it's almost Valentine's Day, and I'm sure some people out there have been planning the perfect romantic holiday for their boo, you know, for weeks. But for other people, like myself, who are not really planner types, Let's talk through some last-minute ideas of things folks can do in the city for Valentine's Day. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. One, if you're a music fan, I know that some folks are excited about the love songs by the Beatles. I don't know, would, would you all be interested in listening to a Beatles cover band do love songs? Personally, no, but I love people that love love songs. So <laughs> This is sort of top of mind for me because for whatever reason, my partner was playing... Um, Sergeant Pepper last night. He was like, I really want to listen to this album. And the song, When I'm 64, I was like, you got to turn this off or I'm going to blow my brains out. It was just so like cloying and like over the top sappy. It was like, oh, this is like, I see what they were going for. Love songs in the 60s. But it was very, very heavy on the the sappy love. I think I'm, Bridget, I'm with you uh, and not your partner. Although I think you should probably go with him because... There's maybe nothing sadder than someone to go into that alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weirdo who shows up to Beatles love song just by themselves, hoodie up, like skulking in the corner. <laughs> All right, so when exactly is he going to go to this and what is the thing? So if folks are, in, I'm sure we're making it sound great. If folks are interested, it is Saturday, February 11th. Uh, for the past 10 years, talented singers and musicians from the Washington area have teamed up for a Valentine's Day themed love show devoted entirely to the Fab Four, aka the Beatles, most romantic songs. We also, uh, so there's like a perennial Washington romantic thing, which is, uh, I guess, perennial romantic thing anywhere, which is the couple's ice skating outing. And I always feel at moments, particularly if you're on that ice rink that's on the mall, like I'm in like the establishing shots for a rom-com <laughs> set in Washington. And, uh, you know, there's like the pan to the monument and the Capitol and stuff. And there's the couple and like they're about to have like the big misunderstanding. There's moments like that in D.C. when, you know, there's ice skating at the wharf, there's ice skating in Georgetown. But it's the sculpture garden one where I always wind up feeling like this is the Hollywood movie. And or maybe I'm about to like, if I'm alone, like bump into somebody like in a wacky ice skating mix up. And it's open really late. Like it's open till at least like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. on the weekends. And the cafeteria coffee shop that's in the sculpture garden isn't open as late, but they do have a really good red velvet cake. I'm allergic to chocolate. I shouldn't be eating as much chocolate. Valentine's Day and I have a love-hate relationship. I get headaches, but um, they do have a really good red velvet cake. Um, all right. So Jade, what do you got? You know uh, way more than us about what's going on. 
Barrett's Row is launching a dessert tour where for $29, you get like a passport or just like essentially kind of like a coupon where you can go to 20 different locations and try anything from like lava cakes to cinnamon rolls to cookies and sweets. So that might be like a fun little like choose your own adventure date night, depending on how much you want to indulge with you and your partner. Um, I think with Valentine's Day, it kind of gets a little too complicated. How fancy of a, of a price fix menu do you want to go and do? Do you want to be stuck at a show? So that might be a nice like walk around area of an event to do. And, you know, Barracks Row is quite lovely. But for shows, for example, Romeo and Juliet, the American Ballet Theater is coming to town. I don't know how many couples will go to a ballet together, but they do have both afternoon showings and evening showings in case you want the flexibility. Have you ever been on a date to the ballet? I have been on a date to the ballet. And I've had a date recently where they watch Cats with me, the 1998 video VHS. So there are people out there that love that our theater uh, kids recovering. So you said, hey, potential romantic partner, come to my apartment and watch a VHS tape of Cats from the 90s. I kid you not, yes. And we ordered pho from pho, uh 14, or how's, I think. Yeah. How's the relationship going? <laughs> uh, we are friends. But... <laughs> Was it because you forced cats on them? No, 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 no. We're just looking for different things. We're looking for different things. But honestly, they were into it. We, we, got, a, we got a large way through. I said to understand me, you had to watch Cats. So, But in terms of other awkward shows, uh, Black Cat has something called Awkward Sex in the City, which I think could be like, I don't know, it, it feels someone out. But comedians will talk about their most awkward sexual experiences in D.C. I feel like you see this a lot now on like TikTok or Instagram videos where people will talk about dating experiences in D.C. So might as well watch some comedian's you know, do story time about their dating experiences could be funny. Uh, could compare notes. The Romeo and Juliet is the 15th to the 19th. Yes. And the awkward sex and the city uh, is uh, the 17th. So Mike, yes. it's like the awkward sex comma in the city. It's awkward sex in the city. Well, that's the big question, right? I guess, I guess we'll see what kind of content it is. I mean, personally, I think awkward sex, if you are talking about like the actual like body logistics of, you know, I, I am not interested in that. Awkward sex, if we're talking about like the weird emotional and uh, interpersonal dynamics between people, I have all the time in the world for that because uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, what? Dan Savage's Hump Film Festival that he has uh, always sells out in D.C. And I think it's, it's coming in April or May and that one has sold out. So, you know. DC is a very popular place for these type of topics. But. I, I just interviewed Dan Savage for another podcast, and I told him he has a tip that he has been giving the folks about Valentine's Day or any kind of special occasion where he says that you should have sex first and then eat. Because typically, if you're going out to like a nice dinner for Valentine's Day, you're going to eat something heavy or like you're going to really like overdo it on the sweets because it's a special day. And then, you know, you're meant to like fool around, but maybe you're really full. So he says that people should eat, go to dinner after. And this tip has really opened off a lot of doors for me, I guess I'll say. And so I had the chance to tell him like, oh, great tip. Uh, so it does not surprise me that folks in DC uh, really, really love to get their Dan Savage on. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in D.C. 
The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So if folks are interested in like romantic sex, Valentine's Day storytelling, another good thing happening in D.C. around Valentine's Day is Leaving the Theater, a podcast by Ronald Young Jr. And the theme is Love on Screen. This is happening February 11th at the Miracle Theater in Capitol Hill. So the first half will be opened by a comedian, and then you'll get three storytellers telling different stories about love. Not just, you know, partner romantic love, but friendships, parent love, uh, sort of love more generally, which I think is great for folks who maybe are not romantically partnered on Valentine's Day, but still want to feel the love. I do like a good rom-com and a bake joint. They're very popular down in Mount Vernon Triangle for having their Wednesday night movie nights, where every month they have a theme and I think right now they're doing like the whole 90s theme where they're having how to lose a guy in 10 days or I guess maybe not 90s, 90s but sorry <laughs> they had they had don't 10 age us I, up sorry they just showed 10 things I hate about you but they also have never been kissed and a few other movies on Wednesday nights and then on Thursday nights they have jazz so I guess if you wanted to make it a Valentine's Day night or more of just a romantic jazz night on a Thursday it's a really cute cozy spot so what what are some other things to do with friends or alone and not necessarily date-ish? There's a lot of Galentine's Day parties around the city. I know Planter, which is a plant shop in DuPont Circle, is having a Galentine's gelato bouquet-making party. And there's a few of these kind of bouquet-making parties. I know Sunny's Pizza is having one as well. I know the Planter one is on February 12th, and the one at Sunny's is happening actually on Valentine's Day. It's called Books and Bottles, I believe. But what's the upside of a bouquet-making event? Well, you know, as uh, Miley Cyrus says, I can buy myself flowers. No, but you're not buying yourself. You're making them. <laughs> Isn't the point of it like somebody else has assembled the bouquet? Isn't that the joy of it? Michael, self-love is the most important love of all. Some people like cooking and baking, and some people like eating out. Two sides of the same story. guess you make a good point. All right. Also, on the calendar for Valentine's week, there's something called the Valentine's Red Swing Day. It's at the Spanish Ballroom in Glen Echo Park, which is like the swingers of, speaking of 90s movies, of the DMV. <laughs> People are invited to wear something red, not blue, red. It's a low-key holiday dance, that's what they say, as opposed to events that make you feel lousy. If you don't have a date, you can show up without one and you can swing away. Michael, you're so money and you don't even know it. And oh, she's if, pulling the Vince Vaughn on me. <laughs> and if you are thinking like, oh, I'm not much of a dancer, you know what always helps me kind of like loosen up to dance? 
drinking. And if you're interested in that, there's Love Thy Beer happening in Silver Spring Civic Building tomorrow, February 10th. It's an annual beer festival organized by the Brewers Association of Maryland. They're going to have two dozen craft breweries from around the free state, including Flying Dog, Mad Science, Denizens, and Black Flag. So, yeah, that might help to get you in a dancing mood a couple of beers. Um, and then there's like a bunch of, I don't know, unusual, specific, quirky things that are of perennials in Washington. Have you guys been to Cupid's Undie Run? No, but is that where people run in their underwear on Pennsylvania Avenue? I would hope so, with a name like that. There's a daytime dance party at Union Stage, followed by an easygoing, they say, run of about a mile, and then a post-run party. Raise 250 bucks or more, and you get a free pair of undies and open bar access. I can't vouch for the undies or what is served at the bar. Well, I think my friend and I are going to District Tattoo for Valentine's Day and getting a flash tattoo on the 14th. What is a flash tattoo? Um, a flash tattoo, I think, is just a code word for it that you just pick a tattoo from a list of options on a piece of paper. Like the tattoos are made to order. Um, and District Tattoo had one of these in Halloween, but I would rather have like hearts and flowers and roses. So on the February 14th, you can just line up outside and pick and choose a tattoo together. I love the vibe of throwing like the indecision of like, oh, what am I going to get on my body forever to the wind and just being like, you know, whatever they got, I'm going to get. And after you've been drinking, too. That's <laughs> <laughs> when the best tattoo decisions are made. All right. So I am um, married to a, a known and admitted Canadian. And uh, Jade, you, you put together a list of cool things to do on Valentine's Day. And so when I saw the one about curling and cocktails, that pricked up my radar. Will you tell us about that? Yeah, so the Wharf has this event um, once a year. Essentially, you can choose an hour-long slot for you and up to four friends or you and alone. And you get to go curling on the Wharf and get a drink. Does anybody curl alone? I feel like D.C. is pretty friendly. I mean, it is the loneliest city. People probably do curl alone here. <laughs> I feel like isn't it, it has to be a team sport. No, you need the people to like rub the ice in front of you so your thingy goes. I, I don't know about sports. So if I'm saying anything that's incorrect, I'm sorry. But I feel like I've always seen people do it like as a group activity of folks polishing ice and willing it to move forward. I think they would combine teams if you showed up alone. I think somebody would take you in as a curling orphan. That seems like a good meet cute. Yes. Oh, my God. Like I'm showing up alone to this D.C. curling Valentine's Day event and this cute person was on my team and our we looked up above the ice and our eyes locked. And this seems like a good like open of a romantic comedy. I just like on two ends, you have this Lincoln's theater. Tell us about your inner working dynamics of your date night. And then on the other end, it'd be cute of the curling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you if that was the case, would you tell people that the truth? Like when they said, like, how did you meet your husband of 50 years? Um, and you would say, oh, we were curling alone. Hell yeah. That's a, I think that's a good story because <laughs> who curls? The next question that somebody would inevitably have is, you both curl? <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a conversation starter. It is. A, that is for sure. Let me ask you guys. We've been asking around about what the most unique ways people spent Valentine's Day in D.C. have been. Do you guys have stories for me? OK, so it wasn't technically Valentine's Day, but it was on the cusp of Valentine's Day. I bought a t- <laughs> I feel like I'm just like really just falling on my sword here. Uh, I bought tickets to a pig butchering class at mess hall for my partner and I. Nothing says love. Because they like to grill. So it was fun. There's an entire hog. Is that the word I guess here? A hog that has been butchered and they, they live butcher it in front of you. And then they give you slices to go home with. 
that was pretty unique. The, um, they give you raw hog slices. Exactly. You get to pick and choose. And actually, you get to learn about all the different cuts. For example, I think there's like a cut that's adjacent to like a filet mignon in a pig that you normally don't get to have at a butcher shop. Like you have to go to specialty butchers for it. So you learn a lot as well. But it was fun. There's beer. You're just watching a butcher do his, his artisan craft. And it was a fun date. Man, VHSs of cats and watching pigs get butchered in front of you. You have all the fun, Jade. You're a fun date. <laughs> oh, you know what the best part, too, is I did Washington Improv Field and they asked me this question and I told them about the pig butchering and then I had to watch for 30 minutes these improv actors act out a pig butchering inspired by my dating life. So, <laughs> Shout out a pork product. <laughs> uh, all right, Jade, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Hey, y'all. So I've got one more date idea for you. A hot date to a So Far Sounds concert. I'm here with Ambrose Davis, So Far's DC show experience lead, to talk all about how the company is boosting local musicians and how you can get involved. Ambrose, thank you for being here. Of course. Happy to be here. So what exactly is So Far Sounds? So So Far Sounds is a global music community that focuses on impact in empowering local artists and musicians. So it started in London in 2009, originally created by a group of friends who went to a show, had a great time, but like a lot of live music events, it's a loud environment, you know, it's crowded, it's hot, people spilling drinks, etc. And so they invited the artists uh, back to their apartment afterwards to play like a smaller acoustic set just because they wanted to really, you know, put the focus on the music. And from there, they thought that idea, they kind of grew it out in, in London and then brought it to the U.S. So essentially, it's a it's an opportunity for local artists and musicians to have a space to play more intimate kind of pop-up style shows for audiences who are engaged and focused on being attentive to the music itself. So I can imagine that February is a pretty big month for So Far Sounds because of Valentine's Day. Why do you think that it makes such a great date night? Well, like I said, it's a, it's a very kind of intimate, cozy environment. And so there's definitely something to be said for that sort of environment for a Valentine's Day date. We actually are going to have a couple of Valentine's Day theme shows as well. So that's something to check out if that's something you're interested in. But it's it's an environment that's conducive to to human interaction and to enjoying art and and whatnot together and conversation as well. The shows are structured in a way where there are three different artists and there are like set breaks in between. So there's plenty of space to just talk, get to know your neighbor, and then go back to to focusing on the music. So I think those sorts of things are really conducive to a date night or to a Valentine's Day outing, if that's what you'd like. Do you have some favorite local artists and musicians that you all are showcasing these days? We have about six, sometimes up to nine shows a week. So we have a huge amount of local artists. There's always someone new to discover. But a couple of my favorites, there's a local DC band called Rock Creek Kings that I, I love. They play a lot of so far shows. They also, um, over the last couple of summers, have done concerts in Rose Park in Georgetown. They're one of my favorite bands. They do a lot of cool stuff. Definitely check them out. Um, and then a band from a little further south in Virginia called Palmyra. They do like kind of old-timey bluegrass-infused music, but they're all like in the early 20s and one of them's non-binary and they do that kind of old timey music, but in a very contemporary way, in a way that's really refreshing. A lot of their lyrics and kind of themes are a little bit more like pop punk, but it's sort of set on this very old Appalachian musical style. So definitely check them out. They've come up to the area a lot. They're based down, I think, in Floyd, Virginia, a little bit further south, but they're, they're often up here. 
How can folks listening sign up to attend a So Far show? Yeah, so if you pop onto Instagram and go to So Far DC on Instagram, you can find our page there and there are links to upcoming shows. Um, also, if you just Google So Far DC, there's a nice landing page that'll take you to all of our upcoming shows. And the way they're structured is that, so you'll know the, the neighborhood the show is in and the day, obviously, but you don't find out the specific venue until 36 hours beforehand. We've got between like six and nine shows a week now, so... I'm confident if you want to find a show in your neighborhood, there's there's going to be one. Awesome. Is there anything else that folks need to know about So Far Sounds and how they can get involved? Yeah, we're always looking for new artists, always looking as well for venues and hosts for our shows. Like I said, we play all around the city in different kind of pop-up style spaces. So if you're interested in either performing or you have this a commercial space or even residential space that you think would be conducive to hosting a So Far show, you can reach out to me directly via email or message us on Instagram at SoFarDC. There are also applications for both of those roles at um, the SoFar website if you go there. Awesome. And to everyone listening, check out our show notes for a special discount code for friends of the pod. Ambrose, thank you so much for being here and have a happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Likewise. And before you go, some quick news. Car tire and rim thefts have skyrocketed over the past year. According to the Washington Post, there were 610 reports in D.C. of tire and rim thefts during 2022. That's more than three times as many as the year before. Investigators have no definitive theory to explain the spike, and they've had trouble tracking the stolen items and identifying suspects. Meanwhile, the D.C. Council is setting aside $850,000 to design suicide barriers on the William Howard Taft Bridge. That's the bridge on Connecticut Avenue that crosses from Calorama into Woodley Park. Two people have died by suicide on that bridge in the past year, with the most recent one just weeks ago. The council approved the emergency legislation unanimously. And lastly, D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton is pushing for more investigation into the environmental conditions at Fort Totten Park in northeast D.C., an empty World War I shell was found there in 2020. She specifically asked to investigate the soil and groundwater for toxic waste from chemical weapons. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, remember it's Valentine's week, so tell your boo. Tomorrow is the last day of our DC Love Kit. It's also our news roundup. We'll be talking about the McPherson Square encampment clearing, the DC Council's apparent love for electric stoves, and the best places to cry in the district. Lots in store for you. And our Hey DC newsletter has an exciting Friday edition ready for you too, so be sure to subscribe. Bye.